Hello! It's an episode of Empty the Cues, and if it's not already very obvious, I am very low energy today. I've had quite, quite a, quite a, it's been a time. (laughs) Uh, I'm okay. But you know, it's been a time, so not feeling quite so sing-songy today, you know? Um, and that's okay. And that's okay. So in this episode, we talk about the episode of Beast Stars in which they go to the night market and, you know, like with the goat and, and his fingers. Um, yeah, so buckle in for that. Um, also, as a heads up, we this was recorded before the election. We were very stressed. So we have a bit of pre-election talk. And if you want to stay away from politics in general, um, you can skip this episode and that's okay. So here it is. Yes. Okay. Mark Kelly is a coward, like all astronauts. If Mark Kelly were brave, he would have taken his helmet off in space to see if he could have breathed it, but he didn't. Mark Kelly, a coward. <laughs> Wait, uh, what's a what's a good like what's a good? Mark Kelly won't breathe space. Would you? I wanted to open this conversation. Um, <laughs> hi, how are you? Hi. First of all, I wanted to open this conversation initially by yelling like Bertolt Brecht at you. Because uh, I thought for this buck wild episode, yeah. the first thing that sprung to mind was this Tom Waits cover of uh, a Brecht Kurt Vile song from Three Penny Opera. Where he just, I'm going to tip back a little bit so it doesn't set off the, what keeps mankind alive? <laughs> mankind is kept alive by bestial acts. That was like the thing that I was thinking about throughout this whole episode. Like once we figured out, anyway, I'm getting yeah, ahead man. of myself. Uh, yeah. This episode is redonkadonk. It's exposition part oh, I'm sorry, two. Are we, did, are we, are we recording yet? Did we I are. Been, okay, cool. Yeah, I recorded as soon as you said, could you lay some really nasty music under this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if that's like episode relevant. I just feel like that's, I just want to cut, I just want you to use my words to cut an attack (laughs) ad against Mark Kelly because he's already been, knock on wood, comfortably elected to the Senate. Yeah, I can do that. (sighs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, so this episode uh, does everything so much. So I think that what we should do is do a, like, real quick summary of everything, of, like, just straight up plot. And then we can go back and dissect, like, point by point. Okay, so um, it begins, there's been a murder in the city, and that means that Cherryton School is on lockdown. Um, Herbivores are not allowed to leave campus. Um. And this means that the planned junior trip into the city to, like, see the preparations for the Meteor Festival is carnivores only. Uh, and so four uh, four carnivore guys from the drama club go to the city. Uh, and it's Aoba, the, a newly introduced eagle character. Mm-hmm. The shitty Pine Martin, whose name I can never remember. What's his name? I don't know. Shitty uh, Pine Martin. Bill, the... the fascist tiger and Lagoshi, uh and uh rui warns them stay away from the the black market and rui has no idea what the or Lagoshi has no idea what the black market is of course they end up there um they get super lost after after coming back from city hall uh and they stumble into the black market um after asking 
So Lagoshi asks a homeless man for directions, and the homeless man, who is either a, a, a new or a wildebeest, offers up his fingers for sale. And that's when they realize yes. they're at the black market. Um, Bill really wants to buy the man's fingers to eat them, because he's like, ah, yes, finally. Uh, and Lagoshi just freaks out and runs. He won't be a part of it. He passes out and is quote unquote rescued by a yeah. panda a, a tough love panda psychotherapist. Will I love this show? A, a tough so love vigilante psychotherapist panda who is fucking jacked. Does he have a name? Because I was just calling him Dr. Panda. He does. His name is Gohin. Gohin? Yes. I cool. will put it in the chat for you. Just to make sure. Goheen. Um. Uh. Yeah. Goheen rules. He's fascinating. <laughs> uh. He just. He's just a fucking badass. Uh. Continue, please. <laughs> um. They have a very fraught but possibly productive interaction. Um. Where, where there's like a scared straight bit that we'll get into. Uh-huh. Anyway, then Goheen releases like uh, releases Legoshi from his psychotherapy dungeon slash later his living room um and uh Lugoshi runs back to the the station to go back to Cherryton where he encounters Aoba um the the eagle boy uh who also had a crisis of conscience at mm-hmm. the black market refused to eat any of the meat that was for sale there um and then Lugoshi muses on how beautiful he is and then he cries yeah, uh, there are some key moments here that yes. I want to hit before we delve deeper. Please. The first is we get the introduction to Juno. So, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was huge. Yes. Sorry, I skipped that. Oh, no, it's okay. So Juno is a female gray wolf who is younger than Lagoshi and is in the drama club. We meet her because she's being picked on Lagoshi helps question mark uh and i thought that was good bystandering yeah yeah uh i i think that it's it makes me worried uh we can we can talk about this yeah yeah, uh, yeah. because i wanted to hit on the other point here which is at some point haru asks lagoshi like what do you see when you look at me Mm -hmm. um and he like kind of kind of kind of answers um, but then that later comes up when Lagoshi is running through the black market. Yes. So before before we crack open any of these eggs, uh, how you feeling? Uh, good. I, you know, I, I feel like. <laughs> So for context, y'all, we're recording like a couple days after the election, mm-hmm. and and while nothing is better right factually like on the facts on the ground nothing has changed i still feel good like (laughs) so so this this episode though it is disturbing i think maybe doesn't hit me quite so hard as it might have last week honestly good that's very good I feel a little bit insulated against the horrible implications of this universe. Good. Love that for you. Love it. Yeah. Uh, let's, okay, let's, let's just start with, I think, probably one of the biggest moments here. Let's talk about that wildebeest goat man. 
Oh and my his god. Ladies. Yeah. Uh, How much is 70,000 yen in USD? Hold on. Oh. It's about $678 at current uh, exchanges. Yeah. Bill, you don't have money. Shut up. Yeah, shut You're up, Bill. Like 16. You know what sucks about this character being named Bill? Yeah, I do. Is know. that I is that I was gonna start calling you Bill, and you were like cool with it, and I think that'd I be funny. Cool but now, it. now I, I can't do funny. it. <sighs> you can in any other podcast. Okay. I also think that if you do that, we should just not acknowledge it ever. No, ever. Just in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like I think one of the most I- iconic scenes in this first season for sure uh there is something about like like okay so you see this man mm-hmm. and it is clear that he's homeless at the very least um Lagoshi goes up to him and asks for help and it i i can't tell because i've seen this show like several times at this point yeah so i can't tell if it was dramatic irony but like I felt like the tension was so, like, I I felt like it was inevitable that something extremely bad was going to happen in that moment. I did not know that. I knew that, Mm. uh, I I knew that they were, like, lost in a, like, kind of a creepy part of town. Mm -hmm. And I knew that, like, the black market was going to be inevitable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Rui said you mustn't go there, and like of this, course. you know, it's a story. It obeys story logic. Like, don't go in Bluebeard's second bedroom. Like, you gotta go in Bluebeard's second bedroom. You know, you gotta go yeah. in his bedroom. Yeah. Um. So I don't know exactly what I was expecting there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I-, I was satisfied with that turn. I wasn't expecting him to have like for sale tags on his goddamn fingers. Yeah, the the tags look well made. And that's I think the most fucked up part of this right, is that it's he printed. like Right, like there is there is an energy and dedication put into the little tags he puts on his fingers to sell them for people to bite off of his hand and devour. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it looked like business wasn't doing too great though, did it? Yeah, no. Like did he I have don't... all his fingies? He he didn't have all of them. A couple were oh, missing. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to take a moment to think through the implications of them being approximately like 70 to 85,000 yen. Because yes. I think those were the figures that I saw. Yes. That's like maybe rent money for this man. Yeah, perhaps. Right. And even like, then, it's rent money. And like, okay, granted, I do not know how housing works in Japan. So I don't know if there is like a, a difference in how acquiring an apartment goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would pay for rent. But unless he is selling multiple in one fell swoop, it's not going to pay for a deposit. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it might pay for a couple nights in a shitty hotel. Um so again, I think that there's some difference there in market. Um, but it's it's not. It is the least sustainable source of money. And selling off an entire finger, Ooh. like, would not be enough to sustain this person. 
which is what that Kurt Weil and Bertolt Brecht song is <laughs> right. about. Because it's about how, like, capitalism is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And all the high life that people enjoy, that the wealthy enjoy, it's sort of like along the same lines of um, the ones who walk away from Omelas, right? Right, right. Um, there's, there's like, a, a nasty brutality at the heart of everything. Which is kind of the argument that Bill is trying to make about what the what the black market is and what it represents, which we should mm-hmm. say is a cadaver trade. It's not, I was afraid it was going to be like, here are where the murdered corpses of herbivores are presented for sale. Mm-hmm. And it's still awful. And mm-hmm. it's still, uh, as Gohin points out later, illegal, but it's not as ethically like hideous. It's just people selling corpses. <laughs> what? That should be legal. Come on. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> Let me level with you, Will. I voted for Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Did you read that article about Ooh. the libertarians who took over that town in New Hampshire? No. Uh, and some of them wanted to sell organs and other people wanted to keep other human beings as property because that's what libertarianism means, I guess. Apparently. Sorry. Uh, and then the town was overtaken by bears because they stopped, like, funding city oh, this services. Is the, one with the bears. The, yeah, the bears. I only heard about the bears. Oh, yeah. There was, like, one woman who was like, yeah, I feed the bears. They come into my home and I feed them. I'm sorry if my actions have some kind of impact on the other shit that other people do. Maybe you should feed the bears. Oh, my God. It's, it's, if people had not been immiserated or hurt by these bears, it would be, like, a hilarious, perfect metaphor. But, yes. uh, uh, uh. uh yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm a very articulate political thinker, Will Williams. Oh, we both are. I'm not. Okay. (laughs) I mean, in our defense, I think that, like, our brains are resting for the first time in several years. (sighs) Uh Uh-huh. You still have a brain? Mine is just sort of like this wet, clanking bag of meat. (laughs) I think it's got tetanus. I would My argue, brain has lockjaw. Hmm? I would argue that every brain is whatever horrid thing you said that my brain has already rejected to remember. Oh, it was wet clanking bag of meat, Will. Yes, yes. I just I, I wanted I would, to say that more clearly into the microphone. You. You're welcome. Yes. I, I would argue that that's literally every brain. Oh, that's a Bob's Burgers bit. That's what that is. Ah. Microphone. I should stop it's saying It's also it. a brain. It's also a brain. <laughs> let's let's talk about this black market overall. I mean, I guess we just did a bit. Um, I want to talk about specifically the the implications of kind of Lagoshi's like fall from semi innocence here. Mm-hmm. There, because essentially when when we get to this goat man and his fingies, um, it occurs to Lagoshi that. The adulthood he has been anticipating, where he would outgrow these carnivorous tendencies and be able to just, like, live in society is a sham, because that is not what happens. Instead, it's that the the carnivores, like, just participate in illegal black market devouring of people and that's how they stay afloat um is that actually true or is that just bill's read on it i believe that the end of the episode suggests 
that it's Bill's read. Okay. I would suggest that um, Alba's, like, mutual turn against this and his his conscience leading him is a sign that it's not just Lagoshi who is actually, like, deeply disturbed by this and incapable of going forward with it. Um, but I also think that, like, this does open up the idea that, like, Bill's read is is not 100% correct, but it also is not 100% incorrect. Right. Like, this black market is fairly out in the open. It is, like, the stalls are built. Like, it looks fairly consistently recurring to me. Right. It looks like a fancy like night market in a major Asian city. Right. It uh, looks like, yeah. So it's not, it's not, or it looks like Eastern market policed. in DC except outside. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's not being policed except for by Gohin, who is literally just a vigilante. Right. So it's something <laughs> with a where... stick and a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone looks the other way about it, which means it's like, it's taboo. But it's not... But it's tacitly permitted because it provides this outlet for right. this whole class of people to be... I don't even... I don't even know. To indulge their atavistic urges. Yeah. And this is uh, one of the first moments in the show where there is clearly a lot of commentary here. But I don't feel like I'm actually capable of connecting it to anything in the real world. But I still feel like I get the effect of it, which I think is is interesting. Did you connect anything to it in the real world? <sighs> I'm not sure that I have, like, the cultural competency to connect it to anything in the real world. Mm. Um, I don't know. There was part of me that wondered if it had to do <sighs> with, like, the illegal sex trade that is, mm. mm-hmm. you know. That makes like, sense. But I, I don't I don't know that there's like you're right, there's no one to one concordance. Is that the word? There's no one to one like correspondence um right. with anything that I could name, you know? So quick sidebar in in James D'Amato's campaign Skyjacks series, uh-huh. uh he developed this faction uh with the help of like a sex worker friend called the black lilies who are some of the most like terrifying and dangerous magicians in the world and it's like they're they're this guild of courtesans um and they're basically like sex worker witches and they're unbelievably cool that sounds unbelievably cool their power is derived from like consensual exchange of 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 power like like a character enlists this one black lily's services as like a healer and in exchange she says i would like you for three nights and he's like oh yeah and he's she says no 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 you don't understand <laughs> at, at three nights of my choosing i would like to be able to have access to your body and wear it as I please so that I may move through the world as a man for three nights and those nights will be of my it's like it's, I don't know yeah. there's all this like cool like magic shit that, yeah. I don't know it's, it's awesome 
Yeah, I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so cool. You should uh, listen to those, like, 80 episodes of show because you've got lots of time to listen (laughs) to stuff. Um, Anyway, okay, let's get ourselves back on track. Yes. Uh, So neither of us are are equipped to opine. Blah, 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 blah. Correct. Um, Yeah, I, I, I loved there's this bit as Lagoshi tears off and away. Um, and he says, like, what does he say? You know, if this is what adulthood is like, I want no part of it. What is he? What's right. the line? So, I believe it's almost that verbatim. Um, and then we have this sort of I call this a lost weekend montage. Uh, yes. It's the thing where you like have the have the protagonist running and then, you know, classically in Lost Weekend, it's like there's a bunch of neon, neon signs, signs that kind of like fade up like, oh, liquor, girls, mm-hmm. the dusty star salute, you know, whatever it is. Um, but the way that this manifests for Lagoshi is that he's seeing He's hearing, he's recalling his conversation with Haru when she asks him, like, what do you see when you look at me? And then it's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of on the nose interspersed with all the things that he's seeing as he runs through um, the market. So, like, kebabs and just, like, hanging pieces of flesh. Oh, uh, you mean you mean on the nose because he smells the meat? Because he smells it. Because everything's <laughs> in that, like, red miasma yeah. that happens when Lagoshi smells meat. Um, Which and like, he's is horrified. so strong yeah. that it obscures this goat man's hands as he's shoving them into Lagoshi's mouth. So buck wild. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, and it also obscures his vision entirely as he runs through the market. It's just like hyper stimulating. And then yeah. he finds himself in an alley and he's just racked with guilt because he is still very attracted to Haru. But when he thinks about her now, he's salivating. Like mm-hmm. the experience of running through all those stalls of delicious roasted meats um, has him just drooling uncontrollably. And then he passes out. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then is greeted by Gohin, Dr. Panda, who's standing over him in silhouette uh, with like a pointed stick and a cigarette burning in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this entire sequence, I agree. Very, very, very on the nose. Um, and I also... It, it was not effective for me. No. No. Like, I think especially after the horror of Goatman Fingers, like, and maybe, you know, and maybe this is because, like, I am, like, I think culturally, you know, we, we live in a society that divorces meat from animals so Mm -hmm. incredibly, like, we are so effective at that, even in nomenclature that, like, you know, I see a kebab and I'm like, yeah, I know logically that's animal, but like, look tasty and not animal. So, it, you know, I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I I also feel like if Lagoshi can resist eating a living man, he's probably not going to be in a mood. Like, I, I, I didn't think that he was going to be tempted as he ran through the market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which I think actually is probably a, a good segue into talking about Goheen proper because throughout their interaction there is a very specific tension in which 
Goheen is saying, I am treating you. You are my patient. You are here because you are doing something wrong. And Lagoshi is saying, I'm not your patient. I don't need help. I only came here accidentally. Uh, and they kind of have that back and forth. Um, so I think that we... I, I think I agree with you where we like we we don't really expect Lagoshi to be tempted here. Right. Um but at the same time, we have seen Lagoshi tempted several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that Goheen kind of raises the question, like, isn't isn't that just the same shit? I think that if this were live action, and I'm not saying that that would be, like, possible or good, but I'm saying that if this were live action, Goheen would absolutely be played by Mark Maron. Um, yeah. For that well, kind if, of, if, like... If Mark Maron got jacked as fuck. Right. Because I think that there's something very specific. Are you imagining it now? I can't, I can't stop smiling. Oh, pour out one for, for the vanished uh, Glow Season 4, Will. Oh, oh, ow. I know. Oof. They were ready to shoot, too. Everyone uh, had already been paid. Can you Which imagine Which is great. They, I'm glad everyone got paid. But yes, yes, that is good and true. Can you imagine if they had been like, hey, for this season, we need you to get fucking jacked. <laughs> and again, just like, nobody nobody mentions it. Like, mm-hmm. he's just Nobody mentions it at all. Time. He's just jacked as shit. Because um, I, like, I feel like there's something about, I don't know, Jillian and I were talking about, she loves Mark Maron. And I was trying to, like, connect. Because I think that the the Marin universe and the Joe Rogan universe overlap. And I think that Marin yes. hates that. Y- yes. <laughs> um, but I think that there's something about him, like, being the sort of man who has bottomed out and come back up. Mm. That mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would make him a really good street clinician. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can see that. I think the moment that I realized that the panda was a vigilante, it all immediately made sense because... Yeah. Uh, so my dear friend Duo, his favorite animal is the panda. And so, of course, I know a lot about, like, panda dentition and, like, the panda gut structure and how, like, in Chinese culture, like, pandas are, you know, thought of as, like, these very Buddhist animals because mm-hmm. they must eat meat but they choose not to and they like mm-hmm. suffer nobly for it because it's really hard to get all of your nutrition from bamboo uh-huh. um and that's just sort of like this really elegant depiction of being beyond desire um and i thought that was really friggin neat and so like as soon as i realized oh he's a panda like he is there to show Lagoshi that it is possible to transcend your desire to mm-hmm. consume other people yeah, he's 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 basically Lagoshi's goals epitomized and directly in front of him and at least probably from Lagoshi's perspective attainable. Like he's a success story. You know, he's um he is the recovered addict that you know that is the good example for everyone else. He is the person with depression who quote-unquote made it through and i think that Mm. there is those parallels aren't great um but i think that they're maybe just like two steps left is goheen an ethical therapist will 
No! <laughs> no! That was bonkers. So, so Lagoshi wakes up. He's got like a muzzle on. He's chained by the neck to a like a drainage pipe in 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 Gohin's like secret torture dungeon. I thought he was just gonna gut him like a fish, like oh, right yeah. there. Like, it looks like a, oh, this is a serial killer. You know, like, I'm in a serial killer's lair. I Uh guess this is it for me. Then he punches Legoshi in the fucking mouth. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is not, this is not how a therapist ought to behave. Legoshi, comma, a child. A child, a (laughs) (laughs) 17-year-old. And then, yeah, the, the fucking scared straight. Yeah. Uh, where he's got this like wall of victims <laughs> and he's talking about the heinous shit they all did like and then Does... to round it out yeah hello teenager here's pornography for you <laughs> yeah I, I wrote down i wrote down uh queer read confirmed will yeah man yeah because uh, because <laughs> the doctor couldn't conceive like only could belatedly conceive of the idea that Lugoshi wasn't sublimating his desire to eat Haru in in sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. And only belatedly was like, okay, but if you are into rabbits, here's some rabbit porn. If this gives you a boner, you're good. Um, first of all, w- weird move. Weird uh, move. Second of all, I hate that I can't tell whether or not he's right. Yeah. That's I've, the thing that irritates me the most about this character. Is, oh, see, I love it. I, no, I also love it. I think it's really interesting. But, like, I can't decide if the ends justify the means. Well, I, I think that we can say, um, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way that he goes about it is, like... <laughs> It's like, thwack, 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 thwack. No, you just want to eat, and you are the bad thing. And he just, like, smacks the shit out of him. And then he's like, oh, and also, I don't know, maybe you're just horny. Okay, here's some porn. Have a good day. After, like, beating the shit out of him. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you could have... Save that for session two. I, I hear you, Will. I get it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, hey, maybe if you even could have, like, entertained it a little, you could have backed <laughs> off of him for just four seconds <laughs> instead of beating the shit out of the child. No, this is the only way. Tough love, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. Um, I I think that this is... Uh, kind of the question that that frames the last half of the season, or I guess the last, yeah, the last half of the season, um, is this f- figuring out what's actually going on, both like biologically and psychologically, with Lagoshi and his attraction to Haru. Um, so that question remains very, very key to Lagoshi's development. Is it is it lo- is it real or is it which one of these two drives is it? I guess right is the question. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, and also uh. the introduction of Juno. Also proves to be an intriguing complication. 
Yes, let's talk about that. How you feeling about Juno? Um, I think that Lagoshi made a good impression for once. Yes, I would agree. I actually, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I'm really proud of Lagoshi in this episode for the way that he comports himself, like okay. throughout. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. It's rare to me in animated shows to see characters engaging in a lot of like personal growth by. I don't know, episode six. Yeah, that's very fair. Like, he's been through a lot and Mm -hmm. really seems to have, like, internalized some stuff. And especially in his interactions with Bill. Uh, Like, I think think the thing that I connect myself to with Lagoshi the most is the way that he kind of locks up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and gets in his own head and just sort of, like, blue screens of death. Because I I, I absolutely do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that you've ever seen me this way, Will. When I get really freaked out i start stammering like i i kind of hang on one word and say it for about like six or seven seconds it's very scary um yeah i don't think you've ever seen me do that it's real bad (laughs) um yeah i think we go in completely opposite directions i like (laughs) uh what do you call I, I i like completely disassociate mm-hmm. and i go i become like a logic robot uh okay. because i think that that is like my my number one method of survival is like talking my way out of shit mm-hmm. so that just turns up to 11 I haven't, fun. I haven't fun. I haven't listened to the other episodes in a while cuz I've been just like in my own little pre-election world. Do other uh-huh. do the other people get as real on their shows? Are we the realist? I think I think we're the realist. Fuck yeah. I love yeah. I love all of them. I love everyone and I am going to I'm just I'm 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 all up in my the adventure zone re-listen cuz that was what was going to get me through the election. <laughs> God, that sounds so good. It's yeah, very think, nice. In fairness, I think that the, I think that all the other tracks will get as real yes. as those episodes get more real. Ours Suffer is hands me. down. Like, Suffer with me. <laughs> the show is the most dramatic off the bat. Like, I mean, it literally starts with a murder. <laughs> so what I what I appreciate about Lagoshi's growth is that he kind of blue screens of death less often. There's this. There's less of a gap between him witnessing something bad, agonizing over whether or not to do something, and then doing it. Like, the fact that he intervened, you know, as those shitty kids were, like, tormenting Juno because she's also a gray wolf, and a gray wolf, and, like, canids are the leading suspects in the murder mm-hmm. uh, of the, the gazelle. Was it gazelle? The Thompson's gazelle? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Her name was Linda. I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> the fact that he just sort of skids in and he's like, oh, hey, that's uh, my sister. Like, it's a dumb, obvious lie. Yeah. But it's useful. Like, he's bending his privilege to be, like, useful to help somebody in distress. I will say, I, I think that it was good in the moment. I do worry for Juno because the two bullies see through the lie so so clearly like it's so transparently fake that i worry about her in future interactions um but i mean there's also a good chance that they could just associate like hey this big scary gray wolf isn't 
gonna let us fuck with this marginally smaller gray wolf. So I guess there's that. She's not very gray for a gray wolf. I thought she was a red wolf, but they said she was a gray wolf. So, all right. They can, you know, sometimes, sometimes a phenotype. I don't know anything about science, um, in case that's not obvious. I don't know. I believe what you say. Sure, thanks. You're a smart person. (laughs) Yeah, I, Juno's interesting. She's very interesting, and I'm, I'm excited we get a lot more of her as the season goes as well. Um, I think she makes like a pretty clear entrance here as like somebody who is going to be continually important. Uh, and she yeah, does you don't live up to that. You don't have eyes that huge <laughs> and have them focus on your like tear streaked face and a single yeah. glimmering tear falling to the floor of the hallway and then never be spoken of again. Like, yeah. no, this was definitely <laughs> like a big, like a marquee character introduction. To be like, oh, hi, also, I'm joining the drama club. I heard you were nice. And I'm so glad to find out that you were. When I was 17, if a girl I had just met told me that she had heard about me from a friend and that my reputation preceded me and that it was good, I would have died of happiness on the spot. Big same. Legoshi, meanwhile, is like, oh, okay, weird. <laughs> but I guess he's also, like, preoccupied of the heart. Right. There was a, I just had a little a little Japanese grammar note. I don't really yeah. know what the implications of it are, but she asks him to, like, use more casual honorifics when addressing her since they're, you know, both ostensibly family. Yeah. Um, obviously I don't know, I don't speak Japanese, so I don't, I couldn't hear the distinction, how they like addressed each other. I know that she called him like bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But I, (laughs) Lagoshi's like, and again, maybe this is because I've, I've seen the whole series, uh, or the whole season, I guess. Uh, Lagoshi really does not, like, think about anything that she is saying to him. Um, it seems like he's just kind of like, okay, weird, okay, weird. And not really, like, thinking through... It seems like he thinks he's never going to see her again. Right. Even though he knows he is going to. (laughs) I think she thinks he's kind of cute. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Who's to say? Who is to say? Certainly not you. Not me. Well, yes, you, but not to me. Not to you. (laughs) Okay. Well, that means that I'm going to set up a dumb prediction because that's what the show is about. I think that they're going to get romantically involved and it's probably going to go badly. That's my Uh prediction. Because nothing nice ever happens in this show for the sake of like a nice thing happening. God, that is so true. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> Anything oh, else no, I episode? hope she doesn't take up with Bill. You have to tell me if she takes up with Bill. I can tell you for certain that no, she does not. Oh, thank Christ. That is not even a thing that this show, like, suggests. Good, because Bill is the worst boyfriend. Bill is the worst. Like, Just and again, period. Done. I, so they're in, so we're, they're, they're in the city. Uh, and, and, and they're at this like fast food joint and there's like a picture of a burger on the wall. And I was like, how does the burger work? Whatever. We'll talk about it. You know, I assume it's like the soy burgers that they eat at the cafeteria. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think the watchword for Bill is just like psychological transparency, like a Trump level of, oh, fuck, I don't have to make that comparison anymore. He's just a, 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 a very transparently projecting kind of person. So as he's complaining about his girlfriend or his sexual conquests, he's also transparently exposing the fact that he's a terrible lover. Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't realize he's like bragging like, oh, I've had sex. But he's also bragging about having had sex in the war in the way that shows him the worst possible light as yes. a sex haver. Yeah. <laughs> Which like... my girlfriend says I'm terrible in bed. What's with her? She says I'm really selfish and unskilled. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> quit while you're behind, Bill. David, no offense to straight men. No, I'm um, ready for it. Please. Because as you know, I, I still claim you as an honorary queer. Oh. Straight man. Am I, am I right? Just fucking straight men. What, I, are, what are they up to? <laughs> I, I can honestly say I've never been a part. I've never heard a conversation like that. I don't know what locker rooms I was supposed to be in in high school. We mostly talked about video games. And then as an adult in locker rooms, we talk about politics and food. <laughs> it's That's it's not... It's not any different from what I assume people talk about in, you know, when female-identified people go to the bathroom in groups. Yeah, it sounds like, um, have I... Like normal human conversations. I have observed conversations like this. Okay. uh, Because I am routinely one of the guys, uh, which, huh... (laughs) Huh. Which maybe I was so comfortable with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> given gender fuckery. Uh, sure. Yeah, so I have observed these conversations and they do happen and they are a fucking nightmare. I'm uh, sure they're, I, I know that they're real. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anything That's else not true. I had, I had college roommates who were like this. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I just loved... There were a couple things. I loved the little uh, fry shot, like, as Bill was going on and on about this. Lugoshi looks down at his, like, little French fry that is daubed with ketchup as he's, like... Because Bill's, like, very excitedly, like, chatting him up. I think about Juno, if, if I remember right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And Lugoshi's like, I can't believe I had like a brutal fight with that dude like just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and now and now we're like buddy buddy. And then there's that shot of the French fry, and it's just like it's just like carrying a huge load of ketchup. And I don't know what it's necessarily supposed to represent. I thought maybe it was blood, maybe it was a dick, maybe it was both. <laughs> I don't know. That's what this show is, Will. It really is. Is it blood? Know, is I it a dick? Maybe it both. Like, or maybe it's a maybe it's just a French fry. I honestly, it kind of struck me as just a French fry, and the way that your brain like focuses on something inessential while chugging through thoughts like this. Sure. I also, I God, I really love those shots at the end with uh, Alba, like with the misty city lights Mm -hmm. after the rain oh just fucking gorgeous oh i i tried to pay attention to music because i was trying to pull a will um where was it i wrote down hold on where are my notes 
Beep, bloop, 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 bloop. Oh yeah, the there was the Muzaki Bossa Nova in the burger joint, but that's not what was interesting to me because you can sort of, you know, call yeah. that kind of thing. Ah, yeah, okay. When Lagoshi is getting grilled by Gohin, there's mm-hmm. sort of like a bassoon-driven reggae track that is playing. Did you notice <laughs> I, this? I didn't notice it. That okay. is uh, beguiling. <laughs> it's a it's a decision. It's good. It works. <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, this is bassoon ska. Okay. <laughs> you know that classic, that classic genre, bassoon ska. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking fascinating. Oh, my God. Mm. No, I didn't pay attention to music at all this time. Oh. I know. The turns table. For real. Yeah, I, I think this episode ends with... Um, what well, ends with Goshi musing, like all he wants to do is stand on his own two feet. That's all he and Aoba want. Mm-hmm. Um, which I took to mean like all we want is some goddamn dignity, right? Right. And like, and to not have to constantly be relying on basically coping mechanisms. Which yeah, like, God, not to I behave fucking... like monsters or to be seen as monsters. Yeah. Like, it all ties back what he was saying to Juno about, like, you are right to feel frustrated that people think you are dangerous. Yeah, this was a moment where, like, I don't think this is what the show was trying to evoke. But, like, it that really got to me as somebody who is, like, fairly mentally ill mm-hmm. and, like, specifically has a mental illness that is, like, depicted as often volatile uh and like can be destructive and is something that is like born out of and uh often creates violence of some sort um so god that moment of like i just want to be able to stand on my own two feet i just want to be able to do the thing without a coping coping mechanism i just want some dignity like Fucking felt that in my soul. Let me tell you. I mean, I think for me, my like therapy connection, you Mm -hmm. know, the thing that I've been working on with Michele for like, I don't know, a year plus now is like, I just don't want to think of myself as the bad guy. Right. Like it does nobody any good if I think of myself as the bad guy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. What a mood. Uh, I like how it's 2020 and I'm just casually telling, like, the world what I, my therapist and I talk about. <laughs> yeah. I, NBD, I, hello. I mean, hey, is that not just 2020? <laughs> <sighs> Does it mean we got to stop doing this in 2021? What happens, hey, Will, what happens when we run out of episode? Well, there is a new season coming. Oh, okay. They actually, uh, like, yesterday released the trailer for season two. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Grand. Uh, don't don't watch it. <laughs> I, I won't. I will watch nothing. Well, watch the next episode. Okay, that I will <laughs> do. As always, you can find us on socials at Empty Cues Pod, and you can find us at EmptyTheCues.wordpress.com. Um, always be sure to check our show notes where I have my socials and David's socials listed, as well as where you can find the show online. Um, Yeah, so we'll be back next week with something else and with hopefully 
<laughs> Hopefully higher energy. Um, yeah, y'all take care of yourselves, and I promise I will too.